This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. Welcome! Hi, it's me. Yep, coming to you. Uh, okay. I have been, like, having a mental struggle with the great thing. Because I'm kind of like, oh, Hannah, no one wants to hear your great thing. You're getting obnoxious. Please, please stop. Here's what, good people. When I first started doing it, I felt like that all of the time. And every time that I would sit up to tell you about my great thing, to kind of ground ourselves in our greatness, I would also sit back. And, you know, beings that I make attempts to practice what I preach, I forced myself to continue showing up here. Why? Well, it's probably important that I set an example of the ability to do this. And I think the bigger struggle is like coming from a small town, coming from small and humble upbringings. That's so much of what we're taught to be. You're supposed to be small. You're supposed to not speak up. You're supposed to just thank the team and be grateful and all these things. And I have all these things in my mind as I'm saying these things. And so what I try to ground myself in when I go to that headspace is the fact that this is so necessary for all of the reasons that I just listed for the reasons not to do it. Because there are voices, voices that we heard so early on as females growing up that we can't even really speak to them. We can't even really call them out. We can't even really say where this root comes from, this root of feeling like we don't deserve greatness. And when you can't speak to something, when you can't even call it out and and make it so, it's really hard to talk yourself out of feeling that way. Because there's no root, there's no core to it. You can't, you can't even name it, right? And that's how I felt about greatness is like, yeah, I'm doing those things. I'm going into interviews. I'm I'm speaking to the team. I'm being humble. I'm doing all those things. And that's not what is necessary, right? And not just necessary in business, not just necessary in life. I mean, necessary all over the board. When we speak greatness into our lives, we get better at it. And so as I was kind of battling myself of like, no one wants to hear this, I realized that this practice is important for me as well. I would love to think that I don't fall victim to all of those things, but the very birth of great things came from my own inability to speak to my own greatness. I realized that I was struggling with this too. And so this had to happen. And I think really the transformation comes from just talking yourself out of feeling like this isn't right and making yourself do it anyways. Because as you transition into incorporating this, you're going to hear those same things. Well, and you're going to speak to it like that too. That's how I started. It's like, yeah, I had a great day, you know, and really it came from just the 
teamwork and everybody getting together. Like, no, I want you to own one great thing a day. Completely own it. Completely disgustingly spew your unhumbleness all over it. What great thing did you do? Did you own today? That no one else had an impact on. And yes, I'm certain they had a million impacts. And that's wonderful, but I need you to get comfortable in this space. So my great thing from yesterday is Erin uh, uh, uh. Opria is someone that I have followed forever because of her booty work. I mean, if there are legs and a butt that I could ever want, it would be um, Carrie Underwoods. And yes, because she's absolutely gorgeous. Um, but also like those are things that I want to work on that I want to make better that I see in myself and not see in myself as something that I hate about myself see in myself as something that has opportunity to better align with the vision I have for myself and so I started like who is her trainer what workouts does she do and I found Erin Opria and so I bought her book. And for a year now, I've been going through those exercises and I've stayed with it. And yesterday I talked about how and why it was the best exercise for me. So yesterday, da 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 da, perfect timing. She launched her um, workout app and she launched it for Apple products about six months ago. And I was so envious of all of those people who got to dive into the excellence that would be that app. Um, but yesterday she launched the Android version. And yes, I got it right away. And yes, I did my first workout this morning. And yes, it challenged me beyond how I had been challenged previously. And man, it was a burn and a work and I was so here for it. Um, and it doesn't, overwhelm me mentally. And that's what I need. I can't sit and count reps. I can't, I can't, I can't do math and exercise. It is not in my DNA skill set. I can't. I mean, I probably can, uh, but I don't want to. And that's probably the most important part. If you don't want to do something, it's probably for a reason. Your body will not give energy to things that are draining said energy. Now, that being said, yes, we all want to sit on the couch once in a while. And I like to use couch time, like where I want to be invested in, where I want to just think and do nothing as kind of a reward for all of the great things that I have done for the week. Like, I deserve that, right? We all do. So I I downloaded that app and I did the workout and it was as glorious as I envisioned it would be. Um, so I have, I think I have it over on my Instagram. You can find it. Follow Erin Opria. She's just such a bright light in this world. I feel like not even knowing her, I just can tell that she's so in line with who she is. And those are beautiful people. Loving it. Uh, so yesterday, my great thing was downloading the app and dude, 
so awesome. So amazing. So here for it. So excited um, for all the things that it will give me. It gives you a new workout every day, um, which would be mentally challenging for me. But she like walks through the exercises. It's actually better than the book even. So that's my great thing. Downloaded the Pretty Muscles app. I can't even say enough amazing things about Erin Opria. I've been doing her book workouts for about a year now and life-giving. Life-giving for me. May not be the right fit for you. I will say that if you're about to dive into those workouts, prepare yourself. They are amazing. They're such like small movements small and doable movements that don't like overwhelm you and make you feel like you're headed into a death session like they're so small and so broken up and so broken down that it doesn't ever really feel like work you can do anything for 30 seconds I'm here for that type of movement in my life um yeah so anyways that's my great thing you can submit your great thing at nussinc.com for a chance to be featured right here on this very podcast. I know. If that would happen, right? True life's alignment. I'm here for it. You can be featured. Go over there. Do it. Or keep listening to my great thing because I will not stop. I can't. I can't stop. And it's not because I'm obsessed with myself, which... I kind of am at this point. Like, I'm pretty much convincing myself that I am so great and awesome. And guess what happens when you actually believe that about yourself? Oh, ding, 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 ding. You become that. Right? You actually start walking that path. You actually start convincing yourself that You are, and trust, it has been a time and a half since the moment that I didn't truly believe it. I mean, just yesterday, I was just like, ugh, you can't just stop. Why are you doing this? And, you know, I think you have to dig yourself back out of there. And how do you do that? Well, this is one great way. (laughs) Grounding yourself in your greatness is such a a pivotal way to start your day is such a pivotal moment in your day. It calls so many beautiful things into your life. And so I will continue. And it is not just because I am obsessed with myself, but here's the thing. I'm starting to actually be kind of obsessed with myself and how awesome I am. Almost to the point where I believe it. And that's why I need to keep moving through this. So do you. Let's go. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive in. Yesterday, uh, uh, I just want to like recover myself from all the terribleness that was yesterday and I can't even and uh, I just want so bad to like, like I said yesterday, fast forward through this kind of growth moment that I'm in right now. Um, Probably a couple of months ago, I was in like a severe drought of rejection. And you should all know and be here for this moment. I'm still in it. (laughs) The drought shall continue. Cheers to that. Okay, green smoothies up and away. 
the drought continues. Welcome. Welcome here, good people. Um, I've probably tried out for, tried out, applied for about 10 things. Most of those not super public. Most of them just like applications behind the scenes that you never really will know about unless I actually get selected. Um, but you do know because you're a listener and I, I talk about those things. Why? Right? Why would I talk about those things? Well, let me just start with what I got rejected from most recently. And this one was more embarrassing than the last because this one was so super public, so out there and in everyone's face that now it's like, oh no, now everyone's going to know that I also didn't get selected. Youch. Why? You know, and I went down this shame spiral with my husband, like, why would I even apply for it? Why would I even think that I would be selected for such a thing? I'm the dumbest. Why? Why would I do that? Why would I put myself through that? You know that this isn't going to happen for you. Why? Right? And start to go down that path. And then it just makes me start spiraling into an entire path of like, you can't even do this. Why would you think that this was possible for your life? Why? You're the dumbest. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing. What a terrible place for you to think that you could actually be and thrive and live. You are the worst kind of person. Why do you keep existing? And why do you think that you are different? I mean, people, please listen. This is where my head went instantly. So I applied (laughs) to be a root model, which it's a company that I'm deeply in use of that I really believe in as an advocate of your own choice, as an advocate of understanding and knowing what you're putting on your body and in your body and by the way you eat your makeup. So it's probably important that it's not super toxic and slowly killing you. Um, So I am a huge user of these products. I love them love how they work. And so I was like, you know, this is one of the things, right? This is something that I could align with. This is something that I could get behind because I'm such a believer in these products. And, you know, the people that I look up to, this is work that they do. These are things that they do. They promote products that they use and this aligns. Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to submit my photo. I am going to put on all the makeup. I'm going to make the videos. I'm going to do it. I'm going to apply. And this is such a big stretch, but this is kind of where I want to be. So how do you start being? Um, You start doing. Wow. There's a concept for me. Uh, So I put myself out there and this would be one of the most public things that I have ever put out there, right? It also included a picture of me. Yikes. Yikes. So I struggled so much with it, with wanting to put myself out there, with wanting to even apply for this, with how this aligns and whether or not I'd want to do it. And more than 
any of those struggles was the fact that I could get publicly rejected. Deep breath. Let it out. And I did. Sorry, if you just heard my swallow, it's still a little tough to swallow. So after I got rejected, I'm like, you're so dumb. You can't do this. Please stop. It's just embarrassing at this point. Like now you're going to publicly put out there that this is who you want to be. And you're also going to publicly get rejected. You dumb fool. Shouldn't you know that this is not how the world works and that you can't do what you have said you are going to do, which is just decide that you want to live this dream life and then just go live this dream life. That's not a reality for people and it definitely isn't a reality for you. Back the truck up, good sister. You don't belong here. And my husband's just like, well, I don't know. It just must not have been the right thing. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. You know, and he said nice husband things like, well, you must just, you're beautiful. Maybe, I don't know. You know, he's just trying to make me feel better. What a good guy. And so I get home still feeling kind of low about it just like dang it and then I'm like sitting there and the girls are like what are we gonna watch for a movie you know because of course it would like decide that it was gonna be winter as if quarantining wasn't miserable enough now we actually have to stay inside our houses because it's too cold to go outside well thank you mother nature you're really helping me mentally handle this entire situation. I really appreciate your ability to come in big, right? So we are going to watch a movie and my youngest, Baylor, says, well, let's watch Hercules. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and Hercules finds out that he's lost, that he doesn't know who he is or, or how he's supposed to belong in this world. And So his parents are like, you know, go on this quest. And he's like, yes, I'm going to go ask Zeus. And then as soon as he stumbles upon Zeus's feet, Zeus comes alive and he says, you were supposed to be a god and you stumbled out. And so this is the exact path that you need to take to come back and be a god. Go forth, my son. Right? Oh my gosh, Hercules, you're so lucky, right? And so then I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, yeah, easy for you, Hercules. He just told you exactly what to do. And then, you know, I think the worst part is not only did he get like an exact map of what he was supposed to do, then he just went found the person that was supposed to help him, got all the help, went, killed all the evil things, had a little bit of a struggle, almost died, and then, like, came up and did it, right? But, like, there was maybe one to two struggles, maybe. And so then I'm like, oh, well, how many storybooks, how many storylines do we have in front of our faces that include one to two struggles and then they are the victor of their stories? Well, then I started to look back and it's like, oh, every single one. And so you don't see 
this portion, this one right here, because this is probably the most, hopefully the most important part of the story of what will become Hannah Ness. Yup, planning on that being hopefully a household name. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Let's all sit here and just take a deep one. <laughs> okay. Hopefully in the story of what will become Hannah Ness, this portion, this death of a dream portion, this like getting up and fighting again portion, this struggle portion becomes the most important part of my story. Because everyone goes through the struggle portion. And when I was reading through stories, it was like pretty much the same across the board one to two struggles and then you got through it and then boom look at you you're famous you're a household name everyone cheer clap hercules 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 <laughs> and then the movie ends and it's wonderful and it's sparkly and 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 it's so beautiful and you're like wow okay i'm inspired i want to go be hercules i want to go train and overcome and kill all the giants and then almost, you know, have all my strength stripped and almost die and then rise up, right? And that is kind of where I'm at, kind of. Except for, here's the reality of that journey. It's not just beating Hades. It's not one big fight at the end and then overcoming it, right? It's like a million teeny tiny wins along the way. And and what I'm going to prove to everyone is that consistency and ability to get up and fight another day is what will lead you to your dream ability, right? You can do this. You can. Sorry, I wish that I was saying that to you. I'm saying it to myself. And yesterday I was like sinking into this deep, dark place. And I'm like, no. You don't get to bail. Not now. You've been waking up and doing a daily podcast for a year now. One year ago, remember how silly you felt. Remember how disjointed all of this felt. Remember how lost in this work you felt. Imagine if you stopped now, right? And I'm like a huge, huge winner and doer of stopping all things, right? Because it is hard, beyond hard, beyond, beyond, beyond hard, like 7,000 headed dragons and Hercules overcoming and fighting that that level, right? Like the first monster that Hercules would fight and overcome and beat. That's just your first ability to break through. No one clapping for you. People are not going to get it. And so that's the biggest part of this journey. And I, I wanted to bail yesterday and I wanted to, to say these things to my husband. And I absolutely did. This lollipop wonderful world that I wish that I lived in just probably isn't possible for someone like me. 
And I said those things and then I was like, but it's not ever going to be possible unless you yourself make it possible. Right? And I sat on that. And I wanted to just suffer. And sometimes when I go into these deep, dark places, I have to like research and read my way out of the darkness. Because even as a soul-searching, loving, life-loving, ever-optimist person that I am, we still go dark. And oh, good sister, we go the darkest the deepest, darkest places. And not being able to socialize, by the way, isn't exactly helping. Right? And so I think the protection of and knowing when you do go to those places, how you can dig yourself out. I think the Enneagram has been one of the helpful things in helping me understand the dark side of who I am and the bright side. Um, I actually started reading a part of that research. I started reading The Honest Enneagram, which is a book that you can pick up on Amazon. I think it's a total of $16 or something like that. But I love the way that Sarah Jane talks about all sides and not all sides in a bad way. Like, here's your dark side. Fear the dark side. Here's your bright side. Love your bright side. She talks about it in honest ways, which is probably why it's the title of the book. Um, but she, she embraces that there's good and bad. And the bad isn't something that you need to avoid, isn't something that you need to cover up. The bad is almost more important to discover so you can understand how to rescue yourself from that, right? How to come back from that because it's coming. And ignoring and acting like it doesn't, which is where I have spent a good majority of my life just pretending that these dark places didn't exist and that I wasn't fully living in them. I mean, I was living in my, like, wing, lower level of the wing for more years than I even like to embrace and acknowledge. Um, and so, acknowledging that you are all of those things. You are the wholeness of that number. And so, I love the way that she describes all the things. And I've started research there because I am in one of these lower points of where I exist right now. And I've gotten better at combating and coming back from those low places. And one of those ways is kind of falling back into research about myself, about this work, about what I want to be and who I want to be and how I want to do it. And so yesterday, Starting that book, starting to do research gave me more life, gave me life to show up and still do this work because the hardest part is that unlike the movies, people don't show up and clap for your first time taming the monster, right? And you're probably going to have to kill a whole bunch of monsters before anybody ever shows up and claps for you. And you have to move anyways. Yep. That's a part of it. Moving when no one's watching. Continuing consistently understanding what aligns and what doesn't and moving towards it anyways. 
because you aren't going to get there the first time. Trust. I'm on my now nine out of 10th rejection. Yep. Nine of my 10 attempts to start living this life and start aligning my like put myself out there, you know, actually try nine out of 10 of those attempts have resulted in failure. And I wanted to stop. I did. I wanted to pull back yesterday and I sat down and I researched and I read and I listened and, and I wrote. I wrote about how I was feeling because here's the honest truth. It's not going to happen overnight. And as much as I wish that it would, right, for myself, for my own mental being, for my own sanity, <laughs> it just isn't going to. And most importantly, that is hopefully what will be the most impactful part of me unrolling this story in front of you. You're experiencing it firsthand. And we, as a community, are going to handle all of these losses as not only a loss, right? And yesterday, I just needed to let myself feel that sadness. And a lot of times, you know, I would fast forward through that sadness. It's okay. It wasn't meant for you anyways. Blah, blah, blah. You're better than that, right? And I couldn't. I can't fast forward through those feelings. I had to let myself sit with it and be sad and let that be okay. Let me be sad for a second. And I was sad and I found ways to help recover from that sadness to still understand why it aligns regardless and keep moving forward. And why? Um, Because that's a part of it. The love, the loss, the highs, the lows, the clapping, the no clapping. It's just all a part of the story of what will become. And if you stop now, the story goes unwritten. Right? Keep writing. So that's all we have for the death of a dream today. Thank you so much for being here. I know I'm here for you whatever you need. Um, you can check out more at nothing.com. I did put a section in there where you can provide feedback, where you can um, make suggestions on things that you want to hear about, whatever you kind of need and want worked into this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can fill that out over there. Uh, you can check me out on all my socials, hannah.nuss. That's where you can find me, mostly on Instagram. And uh, yeah, at Nussink, I did actually write a blog on this topic yesterday, um, just kind of talking about the ins and outs of, you know, the complexity of rejection and moving even though no one's clapping and how important that is to my story as I continue to write it. So you can check that out there. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. <laughs>